Jill, ask them what they think about Supervillain. That sounds better to me. More exciting. Do you prefer saving America? How about saving the world? Nope. It's saving America. Welcome back to Podcast V, where we'll be discussing the current episode of The Boys. This is going to be the seventh episode entitled, Here Comes a Candle to Light You to Bed. Just rolls right off the tongue. As usual, I'm here with Kat from the Latinx Lens Podcast. Hi, Kat. Hey, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing great. It's a kind of an easy day so mm-hmm. far. Got a couple podcasts or interviews out earlier for the Pod Clubhouse Network. So I'm generating content. So it's Excellent. great. Yay. Yes. And also with us, as usual, is a much more down to earth and slowed down, COVIDized <laughs> Inez. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, people won't have to like slow down this the speed to get through what I have to say. I'll be tamed <laughs> this time. Uh, they understand. They can they can get you. It's it's <laughs> it's their loss to not have Inez at full speed. <laughs> oh, you just uh, wait for when we get to episode eight. I'm fully in. I don't care <laughs> what this virus has done to my body. <laughs> She'll, she'll leave it all on the podcast. <laughs> I'll die for that episode. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, where should we start, guys? I think I have an idea where to start, but it kind of is at the end. Ooh. Mainly because one of our number nailed a prediction. Yeah. Woo-woo. Give Kat a round of applause. I'm so well proud. earned, Kat. I'm so proud of myself. Great job. I mean, yeah. you, you mentioned that it was a trope as old as time because I, I just edited that bit, so I remember it. But yeah. still, <laughs> it, its application uh, makes total sense. Now, whether or not it's absolutely true might be for like Edgar or somebody like that to totally reveal yeah. to us. But this is where we are now. The teasing of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty convinced this is legit. Yeah, there's nothing about that, like, scenario and thing that makes me think otherwise, like, you know, Soldier Boy. Okay, like, totally, I'm, like, Team Soldier Boy, like, all the way. I love him. And he's a straight shooter. He doesn't, like, waste time, like, with his breath at all. Like, if there's a conversation to be had, like, as soon as it deviates a microsecond from his agenda of what he needs to cover, he will cut you off and move on. He's bold and cuts you off and then like just like takes care of what he needs to do. So I feel like he's not one to like waste time like in this space here. This is going to be very interesting. What that means to come though is super scary. Um, <laughs> what if they team up, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um they didn't need to take him out because he wanted. He would have wanted to see yeah. a, a son of his excel into the spotlight. The concept of that and feeding that missing part of Homelander where he doesn't have parents, but I think he really, really wants them. I think he does. Like with the milking scene for as yucky and bizarre as as that was, there's something very like mom about it. Comfort. Yeah, it was like a comfort thing for him. Right. Because he was almost having a panic attack. This is the most we've seen him that he just feels lost. Like he's not even conniving. Like he's just 
really just trying to get his shit together or he can't get his shit together and then he saw that moment of comfort so he went and got the milk and I was like Ugh. I was like what is it an animals of the season I'm really glad though that they did not have him like take like put his mouth yes. on the other oh. because I'm like I was worried show. about that yeah <laughs> yeah I was worried about it I mean him just like kind of getting off of, on like squeezing it was already enough <laughs> I know, in the director's chair, you'd be like, Anthony, uh, we need, can, can you give us a take with your mouth on the teat? <laughs> you know, they probably did that though. Like, I need to see the outtakes. They probably did do a take on that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we already have like a, another octopus scene this episode. So let's just keep it, let's keep it PG here. Oh my God, with the octopuses. Octopi, whatever they're the correct plural Octopuses. is. Octopuses. Oh, yeah. that's so bad. No, that's bad. I don't want to encourage this. I don't know if you guys noticed, but Anthony Starr is coming to our, our meager little Houston Comic Con later this summer. Ooh, you gotta yes. go. Yeah, I think I will have to go. I was only planning on going like a day, but depending on his availability, I might have to alter my day because sometimes they don't stay <laughs> yeah. for the whole thing. Mm, yeah. yeah, that would be really fun. He's like seriously an amazing villain. This character mm -hmm. is is a great character. I will say, I mean, deviating a little bit, but what can get back on track with Homelander? Like this had really good Anthony Starr and then also Carl Urban, like what they were both having to do, like hold in their emotion, you know, as the characters and then hold it in. And then they have to like switch their mode, you know, like the little sly grin or something like, oh, both of them are just doing such amazing work. It was so good. Yeah, Carl Urban hasn't needed to give his whole range of acting ability in this mm -hmm. role. He's only really needed swagger. Yeah, and then yeah. this one we saw a peep of like the, I think there was like a theme of vulnerability for, um, we're seeing the cracks more so than we usually do. Mm -hmm. uh, for both of them, it felt like a parallel of like Homelander and Billy. And, and so we saw really what's going deep down inside and then like the facade that they have to put on for themselves and for others and... Yeah, the way they were just able to kind of like snap, it was like really scary. <laughs> you could probably draw some other parallels there. We got a deeper view into his home life, the little brother, the father, the idea that that Homelander came from no parents and is the way he is. Um, mm -hmm. And then Butcher's not exactly someone that you'd want your kids to grow up to be. Now we know that having parents isn't exactly the golden ticket either, given the way that his dad treated him and his brother. But anyhow, I wanted to mention that up front with, with the correct prediction from last episode for Kat, and I didn't want to bury the lead that, that you nailed it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, and while we're on here, though, I, is there like a revoke the applause thing that we can add for me here? Because A-Train came back. <laughs> oh, I thought he was dead, too. Yeah. So there's, uh, let's see, what do I got here? English motherfucker, do you speak it? That's the closest I got. <laughs> I will take it. That, like, I was in that oh fuck, like, moment during that scene there. And I was like, well, we, we really prematurely celebrated on this. And I did not see this coming at all. I Yeah, what a horrible thing. I mean, I thought it was a really epic end to A-Train. I thought, okay, this is, like, really fucking cool. The way he killed Blue Hawk there was probably one of the few times that we really got to see, like, what he's capable of when he's, like, actioning his 
superpowers himself. And I, I've never <laughs> seen anybody get killed like that. And I thought that was like really fucking cool. The Flash has never done that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I thought, okay, this is a really great like way to close his story up. Give me finally, let me see like what he really can do. And then he had his like little character arc and whatever. But yeah, now this dynamic of this next story part here, I am super curious how it's going to play out. Were you a train and you had Blue Hawk's heart mm. allowing you to have your power back, but it came from this racist guy that crippled your brother? Would that fuck with you? Or would you just be like, hmm, I got a great new heart? Mm. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it did seem like it bothered him a bit because it's a little bit unnerving to have someone that was racist and then like, <laughs> and then have that heart in you, like, ugh, kind of like a hibbity jibbity thing. But then, <laughs> but then like on the other side of that, like these heroes are very much like, you know, egotistical and they think about themselves. And so I feel like there was also a moment where we saw A-Train sort of have this like, because he started going along with Ashley, you know, he was like perplexed. He was an, he was grossed out or like kind of it was Disgusted. icky to him. Yeah. Disgusted, yeah. And then he kind of had that moment of like, well, fuck it. Like now I'm back, you know? So I don't think it's going to be the same A-Train from like the first episode, but you know, like the completely just thinking about himself all the time. But I do feel like now that he has the power back, which again is another parallel to like Kimiko in here. Like we're seeing people get their powers taken away and then bringing them back, which is, I think is a really fun, I mean, interesting dynamic to kind of see people, how they really act when they're at the end of the road. And then what are they going to do when they actually get it back, whether it's by their choice or not. So I guess for A-Train, he thought it was the end, but now he has a new lease on life. So what person is he really going to be? And is he going to go back to being what he was or is he going to be a better person? You know, mm -hmm. um, it kind of poses a lot of interesting questions for the next episode or the, the next season that we know that's going to happen. <laughs> that's a big question that you just uh, mentioned, the idea of having powers thrust upon you and you just have to deal with it. That's your life now versus having them taken away and then choosing to have them back. Does that turn you back into the same person you were? Or is it now that you've made the choice that you feel, I don't know, there's like what you've recovered some missing agency that, that you didn't have before. And that makes you a different person now, even though, you know, biologically and mentally and all that, you should be the same, but there's some emotional component that makes it different. I don't know that A-Train is going to be done thinking about where this heart came from, kind of the duality of, you know, having his life back, but at the cost of something terrible inside of him. I feel like he was like in a private space with just him and Ashley. He could have been very authentic about his thoughts and feelings in that moment, right? Like there's no need for him to censor himself or his thoughts um, so if he was really unhappy, like angry about it and unhappy kind of thing, then he would have said it because he could, because he could, there's, there's no cameras on him, right? He just kind of right away, like embraced, yes, I totally did not murder him and he totally died from Soldier Boy and yes, and I'm going to keep living my life the way that I want as part of the seven. I do think he will obviously will think about it and it will like continue to bother him but I don't know I still feel like he's very consistently like about himself and his agenda so he will sacrifice he'll do whatever kind of moral self-sacrificing he needs to do to keep that treasure going for himself 
it's like he has an opportunity to be a better guy, but ultimately he's probably still going to be a shitty guy <laughs> at, the, yeah. at the end of the day. Um, another character that got a short bit in this episode was the the Deep. Again, he's just kind of the buffoon, right? Are we supposed to be getting a lot out of out of the Deep here in his uh, request for a open <laughs> marriage? Open species marriage. Right. Oh, God. I don't think so. I, I mean, it really was just fluff in this episode for him, and it has been for the season. I think it's posing, since A-Train didn't die, I think one of the heroes that we've been with has to die. And I'm going to, I mean, I know it's too early for predictions, but I feel like maybe this is setting it up. Maybe in the season finale, he could be the one to go. And then I hope, I hope it's from Starlight. Like, I hope he's like collateral damage and like, and dies in a really stupid way. <laughs> <laughs> like fitting for his character because um, it feels like that's like he's not Alex really bites, doing anything he's not really off. yeah like he's not really doing anything I know when they find out what happened to Timothy they're gonna like go against him actually that would be the better way it would be the, all the animals that would take him over like Starlight pushes him into the aquarium and then like you know they attack <laughs> right. him so I feel like he's just a supporting character and like he's not really of use to Homelander right now like Homelander is just he can fend off anything he needs to for himself. So like, I really don't know why he's there. So I feel like it's just him being set up to just fall or die really badly. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't care if he died. I mean, that's probably why he won't die. You know, he has. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. like so insignificant. Him, yeah. Like you don't even get to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, I guess we just for completeness, we had to mention him because there's plenty of more to go on with. Yeah, um, I am like kind of over the same story that we get from him so far this season. Like, I feel like it's played out too much now. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe it was a contractual obligation that we they needed to have him for a certain number of minutes in this episode. And that's what they came up with. I don't fucking know. I just know like it's, it's not as entertaining anymore. And it's kind of like just weird but you know what like maybe i'm supposed to be feeling this way because they're setting something up for later i'm supposed to feel this annoyed about it and it's going to shock me with something else they're going to give me something really cool maybe in next episode cross your fingers because his story has all has been built around just sort of like kat and i were going on about it in the first season that we covered the show was can he be redeemed and then i think we settled on we don't even care anymore yeah and so with yeah. that <laughs> lack of interest and motivation it's just like he just sticks around just to have uh, octopuses do stuff to him next they'll be jacking him off you know it'll be a, t be a different uh different dig on the same same thing <laughs> another character that had uh, a minor plot in this one was noir um oh. This was very cool to see what goes on in his mm. his mind. We don't really know, but we suspect that he might not have been totally, you know, sharp and with it intellectually in the first place. But after the Nicaraguan incident and he got his head something, something happened to his to his brains, he's he's probably less sharp now. But the story told by his animal friends <laughs> made it sound like they had been a part of his life forever. I, I was expecting the animals at some point to, I don't know what, turn somewhat sinister or mean with him, you know, so like tell him to get his ass in gear. I don't know what, but but the fact that they stayed always like a, like a Disney, you know, uh, 
like a comfort. Right. The Snow, Snow White's animal friends the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a new take and it was unexpected. I enjoyed those little sequences, that that alternate take on seeing like the, the eagle, obviously, you know, yeah. the, the soldier boy. Um, what did you guys think of, of Noir and his, uh, the way that he sees the world? Well, first, I think it's really funny how you're like, something happened with his brain. Like we didn't fucking watch his brain get bashed in. <laughs> oh yeah, just a little something, Paul. <laughs> like it's fucking brain popping out of his skull thanks to soldier boy oh my god i really loved how they were telling this story because we've gotten to see a couple of ways of how these characters have been processing their inner dialogues right we got to see the mirror with homelander and then there's somebody else and my brain's really foggy right now but so this one was kind of butcher with his his mind trap whatever yeah so just like just continuing like theme of like getting to see what's going on inside people's head that you want to see and his obviously super unique and any time that i can see and watch cartoons act in a very unconventional kind of way i really enjoy um so yeah this was a really great like storytelling just to like get insight into like the, the reason why everybody was so fiercely afraid of soldier boy why noir would go out of his way is cutting something out of his arm and disappearing um because because you were tormented by him and really horribly gosh like it was so bad <laughs> every single time i watched that eagle just like pounding into like any of them it was so horrible because i'm remembering like this is representing what a real human did to another human a new, uh, right so this is what happened to noir and it was oh man it was really cool i really loved the perspective they said something like, I guess his connection with that place goes into childhood because he paralyzed his first person there <laughs> as a kid. So it's just kind of like a place that he feels like safe hiding out in. It's abandoned. So like, OK, that's cool. Like, I'm glad he's got his place that he can like actually talk to people or whatever they are, right? The cartoons talking to himself, but he's able to decompress in some kind of capacity. It was just really cool. I don't know what else I really have like to stay on it other than I'm really grateful to be told that story which we already kind of knew but I don't know just gave us so much more imagination that we can apply it and I appreciated it so well done writers it's something kind of concerning though if you want to think about it or overthink about it the fact that he sees the world like this implies that he's got a, a childlike mind and we know that he has been manipulated by Edgar and, and Homelander in the past to do some pretty nasty stuff. You know, remember the episode when he was sent to try to take out Butcher and Huey at that house? And he kind of almost takes the whole house down trying to get in at them. But he's mentally and emotionally, apparently, very young. You know, there's something, something very, very sad about that. Yeah, that is sad. But it's the boys. Like, you can't expect... Can't expect anything else. Like I, I did love the cart, the, the cartoon, and and it was really well done. And I don't know, I, I love that they kind of brought that in, especially since like I am feeling the same way that Inez is about like the deep and that same storyline. So I like that like 
while they had him continuing to do the same thing that he does and be annoying, then we had like this noir cartoon in the mind kind of thing, which is really interesting. And then um, also with Billy, like there was actually a lot going on, but it wasn't confusing or it wasn't too much in this episode. No, yeah. So I really like that. But when Soldier Boy has been coming on, he, he's been having this quality because we don't really know who he is. I mean, we know who he is, but like I have such tropes of the superhero in my head of like, oh, is this going to be, is he going to be good or is he going to be bad? Like I have this kind of like binary view of it. And then I was like commenting to my husband and I was like, wait, but this is what they're trying to show us of like, and then it was even, I, don't, I forgot what the guy's name, like the former Vought guy or whatever. He was like, it was sort of like the metaphor to American, like, oh, we just like want to find the hero. We want it to be easy. And, uh, you know, we forget all the, the, the bullshit that happens and just kind of like cover it under the rug. And then we just want to have that like, you know, heroic thing and be like, we're the best. Right. And then I was like, that's how I've been kind of interpreting soldier boy where I was like, oh, he's actually like, he, he's doing, I get it. You know? And then I was like, wait, 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 no, like he's like done fucked up shit and he's not good. <laughs> and I was like, but it's sort of like that thing that the boys does really well. Of like, this is what you're have been thought of, like thinking about superheroes for so long. And then like, they're really kind of messes with you like they're also like mind fucking us too because i was i was just like had that epiphany when i was watching this with all these like different insights to everyone's mind and then like that soldier boy thing and then what they were telling us with we like to find the hero and i was like yeah i was trying to make soldier boy a hero and i was like he's not <laughs> well that's a good point there's the boysness of having a child like mind in a character like noir but that doesn't mean that that as a hero, as a as a fan of other superhero media, that why would I assume that other superheroes out there don't actually have the same kind of emotional capacity and outlook on what they interpret in the from the world around them? That's kind of a fresh take, you know. Mm -hmm. That why wouldn't they have that same kind of situation? What do you think about the advice that his his friendly forest woodland <laughs> creatures give him about confronting Soldier Boy. I'm terrified. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? Why? Like, why do I need to go confront my abuser? I'm safe. I'm doing my thing over here now. I like don't need to like go throw myself in that line of fire. I wouldn't do it, but what do I think about what they're saying to do it? It's It's him telling himself that he should do it. For whatever reason, I don't I don't necessarily think it's like great advice. I no. think he's going to because the show probably like needs him to have some kind of confrontation with Soldier Boy since Soldier Boy is going to find him probably anyway, since he is being hunted. I don't think that there's any real reason, any real healing to come out of that. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe it's like it goes back to the theme of like the choice. So he knows this is inevitable, probably. Um, and so he's like, you know what? If I go, I know I'm probably going to get smacked. My brain's going to get smashed in again by a soldier boy, but it's going to be on my terms in some way. Like he's going to go confront him to maybe have some sort of closure um, in a weird way cartoony kind of way <laughs> that he can make sense of if, if we're going off this like childlike thing but it, it seems like instead of being hunted which is vicious and um, not fun from what I guess I don't know if he knows what's happened to the others but he ran away so he knew what was going to happen maybe it's just sort of like having that moment of like well this is going to happen might as well just accept it he, it seems like he's making peace with it and maybe that's what like his friends were saying like if we're assuming this is his mind and what you know was going on it's like mm -hmm. 
he's just kind of coming to terms with like, I'm going to die horribly. So let me just go do it. Let <laughs> me go out fighting kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess like, I mean, that. I guess so. I mean, that that sounds like what makes the most sense. I think I'm just um, I'm the type of person that tells my husband, right, like if there's a zombie apocalypse, just just let me go. I'm not interested in trying to survive daily anxiety of that. So if I'm noir, like I'm not interested in going to confront that. My therapist said I don't have to confront my abuser. So (laughs) that's what I'm going to do. But man, in this case here. I feel like Noir, it sets Noir up that he's going to be probably one of the heroes that does die. I mean, um, how does he not? I mean, right. he has unfinished business with Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy wants to kill all of his old team. And then he left Homelander kind of holding the bag after Homelander confided in him that he's the only one that he can trust. So now with the potential team up of could be father and son, and he more or less, on some level, betrayed them both. That does that's not a great place for nor, nor to be, no. you know. Nor it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that uh, one. Nice. I mean, do you think that Noir knew? Because why would he run away from Homelander? I mean, I guess to really go deep in hiding because he didn't want to be there. But like, maybe he kind of knew about the father thing, if that's true. But maybe that's reading too much into it. Maybe he was just more of like the dynamic of he screwed um, Soldier Boy over and then he just wanted to be away from all that. (laughs) I think Edgar knew his capabilities and made him part of the abduction, but he didn't know why that Soldier Boy needed to be abducted. He just knew that he was part of the abduction. But maybe like Mindstorm knew it because he like read Stanley's mind, maybe. Like not because he was debriefed about it. He did have some more generalized psychic abilities besides the, the the mind trap he did mention something about billy all your dirty thoughts yes like, well he could yeah, he could tell that billy wasn't a great guy yeah that was like my, that was one of my favorite lines too it's like he's a piece yeah. of shit <laughs> <laughs> yes but like uh, soldier boy did say he knows everybody's everybody's dirty thoughts you know when he was explaining like why he's like paranoid he's like would you would be paranoid too if you can read everybody's thoughts I, I wish we would have had a little more time with Mindstorm, but that's a story for, I guess, a flashback, I guess. <laughs> I think our, our main groupings now, we have the Huey and Butcher group. We have Homelander still. We have MM and, and Starlight, although they kind of take different tracks at a certain point. And then Frenchie and, and Kimiko. Let's actually go with the M.M., Starlight, and Frenchie and Kimiko. We had, or some of us had mentioned that, that there would probably be a regrouping in this episode. I had thought it would be at the Flatiron Building, but in hindsight, that doesn't make any sense because they're not really friends anymore. There was a regrouping, but it was just at, was at M.M.'s divorced dad apartment? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Those are very small from what I understand. The let's let's move to I guess Frenchie and Kimiko because their little story is pretty well contained in the decision to get the compound V back the 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 perma V. Do you support Kimiko's decision? Yes, I do because it's always better to have powers <laughs> if you're always in the line of fire, which. She was, right? No powers, still had to kick ass. So it's much easier to do when you have powers. 
Yeah, I I liked it, and I liked that it it it, it was that thing of like the the choice, her choice this time, because she was struggling for the last few episodes or this whole season of oh the powers are the bad thing, the powers are the bad thing, and then I love that she finally realizes it's not the powers, it's what you do with them, and then I think that is what made her at peace with like getting them back because she does need them <laughs> and then wanting to protect Frenchie. I just have to think because there's a lot of people, I guess like a train who left, lost his power and really wanted it back. And then now Kimiko who lost her power. And while she enjoyed not having the power for a bit, she's lived this life and to go back to just being normal. Like, I don't know. I feel like she, she knew she couldn't do that even though it was sort of like a dream or like the dance sequence sort of fantasy but if it was you, like you had, you, you've already experienced all that power and like to just let it go. I don't know. It seemed a little bit far-fetched. Maybe there's something freeing about what you were just talking about. The idea of going through that case, that scenario of losing your powers, that you'd been blaming the way that your life had gone on the presence of the powers and then making a larger realization about, like you said, that the powers don't determine the outcome. Only thing that she can control are her own decisions. It's not up to the powers. And so that might explain why she's she's completely cool with getting them again is, is that she has this new fresh outlook. She can help the boys. She can not help the boys. She can do whatever she's going to do, but at least it's going to be knowing that it was her decision rather than constantly feeling like this was done to her. Mm-hmm. It's a better place to be emotionally. I also would never want to be without powers. If I if I lived in a universe <laughs> where I had the option to have powers, I would always choose fucking powers. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed them sharing her perspective of how things like felt for her, like mm-hmm. physically, right? When she <laughs> says, you know, I could never feel your arms before. They felt like bendy straws gives you really cool perspective <laughs> about like what her physiology is like when she's a soup. Um, yeah. You know, and I thought that was super cool. I love that perspective stuff. So I'm really glad that she lost her power so that we can learn this stuff. <laughs> I'm glad that she got him back. She's a badass. Yeah. And then also it's, it's a cool like sci-fi or like a, a, what is it like the world building of knowing now they've established that if you lose your power, if you get the compound V again, I guess you keep your same power. Is that what we're going with? Cause she has the same power that we, I we've, mean, we've seen her heal back up. Yeah. We don't know if to the full extent, but it seems like, I wonder if that's where they're going with it. I think in a, a last episode, the legend, I think it was a conversation with the legend. I can't, I don't remember my brain's shit right now, but, um, they, I feel <laughs> like I remember saying that, that the powers that they get is basically like just kind of enhances what they is already in them like from mm-hmm. their personality their per- yeah. their personalities kind of warrant what the power is going to be and if that's like part of your normal biological makeup then it makes sense that you get the your powers reinstated that it's probably just going to like restart the same system but earlier in the episode homelander was like oh um or somebody was like soldier a uh, soldier boy is like kind of made most of these soups useless because i guess they have whatever um right. but like why wouldn't they just put compound v again or do they not know that's an option right like i wonder if they in in homelander's camp they haven't figured it out but i would think that they would have done that right away because that's what mm-hmm. um i mean 
did Kimiko even know it would work? You know, like, so she was kind of risking yeah. herself too. She didn't. Yeah, and, not. but I think with the case of those sea listers at Herogasm, see, I don't know all the rules about if you have powers, are you necessarily, you know, affiliated with Vought? Like, it's hard to believe that the guy with the Anaconda dick is like on payroll at, <laughs> at Vought for, for something. He's patrolling like Vegas or something. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> When they said that the, the the blast took people's powers away, but we saw that guy running from the scene uh, with his dick wrapped around his shoulders, I guess that meant that he was just he was just stuck with this, you know, ten foot limp dick at that point. Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah, that I'm is gonna, kind of funny. I'm isn't gonna have it? to go back and watch that because <laughs> I think it also depends. on kind of like where were they during the blast, and if you got hit directly with part of the blast or his laser, then you would have gotten it. I d- I don't because Kimiko lost it after she took like a direct hit, but Butcher was there and he was in like the laser and stuff like cut into the room that he was in with Eminem, but his he didn't lose his power. Is it because he wasn't given a direct hit because not everybody can survive a direct hit. We saw those people disintegrate, but there are people that could take a direct hit and survive. And those are probably the ones that lost their power. And I'm sure that if Starlight and Kimiko were able to figure out, of course, Vought has like reinstated anybody else that <laughs> that may have been meaningful on their payroll um, and, and given them the power back. Well, like Blue Hawk, for instance, was a low level hero. But when Vought called and said, you have to do this, you know, apology, etc., he did it. He didn't do it well, but he did it. So maybe there is something, you know, if you're going to practice as a vigilante, then you have to be under their umbrella. Uh, and that gets you like the license <laughs> or whatever. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm just kind of making that up, but there's gotta be some way to kind of regulate it. It'd be weird. It'd be through a private company, but maybe they handle the insurance. I don't know. Anyhow, like there were several plot points that were fed by Kimiko's desire to get the V. One was sending Starlight back into Vought Tower and having her run into Homelander, but also to see the notes about the long-term or even short-term effects of Temp V. We weren't going to get that information otherwise, but we'd been guessing all along that Billy and Huey's drug addict-like behavior was coming from something and that there had been a deterioration of particularly Huey's ethics and inhibitions and that kind of stuff. Now we know. Bad stuff. Were you guys at all surprised to see that it had been documented and that it was like definitely a dead end? Like they should not be giving this to anybody. I didn't think we were going to find that out right away. I really liked that we that we did and that it was um, up front already. And then I love the way that they also used it with like <laughs> another question of like Starlight telling Billy like, hey, like don't fuck this up after he had this whole experience of like failing his brother. And then we thought he was going to have this epiphany. And then in boys fashion, he doesn't tell Huey, although that might not necessarily be a clue because he could just be like, oh, go help me get V. And then he might not let Huey inject it again, because if he were to tell Huey in that moment, it feels like he um, Huey would be like, well, you can't do it either because, you know, he they both care about each other, but they really shit at showing it. <laughs> so I feel like this is Billy's way of like on the surface level, 
it's like we're assuming that he might like let um, Huey go do it again, but he just wants to get it for himself so he can save it, and he doesn't want Huey to get in the way again. Totally agree. Um, I totally agree yeah. with that. That we that they were showing us something to to kind of just keep cementing this idea that regardless of all that shit that we saw that Billy went through in his youth, that he is still just the guy that will do whatever it takes to win. And they showed us that, but I don't think that's the end of that story. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'm glad that both of you do see that because I didn't, I was like, Billy, you are a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Because Soldier Boy was right. I thought, okay, Soldier Boy was right. He told Huey, like, he Butcher would be fine. Like, Butcher would, like, take this mission, like, to his death. And and he's right. He's I, he's absolutely right. Because Butcher now is going to take this V knowing that he's very likely could die. And he is doing whatever it takes to do it. I don't see any reason or point of why he wouldn't tell Huey that. Um, it sounded to me that he was willing to still let Huey take future doses. Maybe episode eight will show me differently and show me like the version that you guys are thinking is probably likely going to happen because it deviates from what you expect. And I'm kind of giving the perspective of like, this is like in good old fashioned, I expected this kind of bullshit from, from Butcher um, still. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and he was really frustrating and you're right. Maybe I'm a little bit more open-minded now. Maybe it's cause COVID <laughs> my COVID brain is, has me such on a limited lens right now, but I really was just like, Oh, like Butcher, you're so annoying. Like we get it. Like you had this like really horrible, like childhood upbringing. Like, so did like all of these people, except for Starlight, like all of these people have had really shit upbringing. It's like Homelander didn't have a great life. He fucking had a shitty life. <laughs> like I expect him to be who he is right now because of like how shitty like that is. And so I don't know. It's just like Butcher, like he, like, he had this and he's still going through the same cycle. He got to see that in high def thanks to Mindstorm. And then he like isn't going to be like honest with Huey after he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, Huey. Like and no, like he has this guilt of responsibility over his brother's death, but he doesn't actually just like say the truth. I don't, I guess to me, it doesn't make sense why you can't just say the truth and still just like navigate that with Huey. Like, I feel like Huey is like ride or die, no matter what. He like went up against Soldier Boy, like just to bring Butcher back. So it didn't make sense to me why Butcher would keep that a secret when he's usually pretty just a straight shooter. But the only thing that makes sense to me that if he's going to lie about it is because he is trying to like stay on mission with whatever it takes. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, he he, he roofied MM. Uh, he might have some more uh, rohypnol laying around the old lab, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't think we're done. I mean, uh, that doesn't mean Huey won't shoot up again. I just don't know that it will be like the good time back slapping shoot up session that we saw <laughs> in in Hero Gasm. Yeah. You know, like man, knowing the risks and like when they went to go get Mindstorm, Butcher only only let his eyes glow for like a minute. And or for a second, and, and like that's all he needed the the V for. What a what a waste! But that was a dosage went to good use. Right, exactly. You only get three to five of those before you die. 
I mean, we could count it probably, but if this is the seventh episode, I mean, it must be at four, right? At least. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think it's three, right? If it's shaping up for the finale, it has to be like the last dose, Close you know, to, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're in the threshold now. They're, yeah. they're now in that three to five death range. Let's continue talking about Huey and Butcher and a little bit of Soldier Boy since they were kind of a team. Man, I was really sold that that Soldier Boy had killed that priest and was totally wrong. <laughs> um, they they waited until the last second with the nun. So good. <laughs> that was such a great scene, and it does give um, lots of questions. What is it that Soldier Boy is constantly hearing? You know, did you hear that? Good did you one. hear yeah. that? Right. So, wh- what is what is that then? If he is like kind of is like actually put together because he got that right he knows mindstorm better than any of them do and he got like those things right what else is it that he's saying that is valid and what does it mean and so it just left me a lot more questions and curiosities to dive in on him i don't believe it is his ptsd that he is hearing things First of all, I don't have shell shock. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best lines ever. I love Soldier oh. Boy. I am like all about Soldier Boy. Oh. <laughs> I think it's I think Jensen Ackles just plays it really well. And then like given all the stuff that he's done before, he's just so likable that that's why I had that moment where I was talking about earlier where I was like, oh, like he's actually pretty good. I was like, no, no, no. Like he's done <laughs> fucked up shit. I was like, he is not the hero that I want him to be. But damn, I don't care. <laughs> I know. Especially like seeing him like as the eagle right you're getting like a really authentic like experience and then and but because it's kind of removed in this cartoon story I kind of still don't care because I really (laughs) love him in these other scenes I just just like the directness I love I just love how he doesn't have time for any bullshit except for the bullshit he wants to do and I did fucking love that first opening scene we see him in with the with old ladies right and then he's just like you know like they're like the older they are like this like like oh, fine yeah. wine kind of thing and i was like about that i'm like you know what like you would <laughs> you would celebrate my body throughout like the whole time of our relationship like that's like amazing because you know us women get like after a while like our bodies change especially after we have children our bodies change and like you know i'm not like super happy with what my body looks like right now and soldier boy i think he would he would honor my body and i i like that <laughs> Oh, man, that might make it into like a special clip just just all by itself to send out onto the Internet. (laughs) I'm fine with that. I mean, you can tackle his like picture that that scene, that gift from that scene, whatever. I was just like, fuck, yeah, you are pro women, pro women body. There we go. You you enjoy my old lady body for the duration of our relationship. I'm cool with that. It's hilarious. But in terms of <laughs> transition, <laughs> what he might be might be hearing, I, I don't have a lead on that. That's going to be one of those like dun dun dun. Or actually, how's it going to go? Like, um, there when we when we are told, um, uh, yes, what he what he's been hearing in that moment before he hit the tripwire, there was some sort of shit coming out of butcher's ear was that just side effects of the temp v like oh yeah because uh huey had it this episode before ah okay Mm -hmm. all right 
Do you think the flashbacks are actual memories, not manipulated by Mindstorm to make them any any worse? Except, you know, the dialogue with the brother, because obviously he wasn't there to have that dialogue. He, he like, kind of mentioned it when he was talking to Huey. Like, I've been in his brain and he's fucked up. Yeah. So it feels like maybe with people that... Like, they're already tortured enough. Like, I bet he doesn't have to do much. Like, they, he just lets the mind play with itself in a way. You know, like, all the, the, the guilt trips. Like, he probably just sets it up for them to, like, be able to do that in the mind. But not, like, I don't think he had to influence these two, like, particularly, like, Noir or Billy. I think they have enough demons to do it themselves. What about when Huey is trying to deal with Mindstorm and he's kind of pleading with him the... That he's he's gone further than he thought he could in this heroing business, and he's way out of his comfort zone, and he doesn't want to expand his comfort zone into where he is now. And so he wants Mindstorm to help get him out of this situation, especially being around Soldier Boy. Was that uh, manipulation, or, or was that finally the Huey of old kind of cracking through? I'm going to say Huey of old cracking through. And the reason why is, is because he was finally like alone. Like he's got his backbone when he has Butcher by his side and he has the V in his body. And then he gets really bold, right? And Soldier Boy puts him in his place like twice in a row about that um, really quickly when he tries to like roost up to Soldier Boy. And yeah, then he was like gone and he was like desperate. Like, I have nobody. Butcher is down. He's going to die. I don't want him to die. And then that's that. And there's that desperation. But then at the end, you know, the last scenes that we see, if he really meant that he's like, I, this is not the life for me. I need to get out of this. I'm not interested in being on front line anymore. Then he would have said that to Butcher. But no, Butcher's like, we're going to get more V and we're going to go finish the job. And he's like, hell yeah. It's like, where's this little bitch earlier, you know, like in the woods that was all like, oh man, I was totally wrong. I fucked up. I'm having a growth moment right now. Like he's not though. He's in the end of the day, his like authentic self is like a well-intended scared person. Huey's just annoying me because I think he's the most inconsistent, consistent kind of per- like, you know, like all his decisions are just so short lived. Like he's only thinking about his feelings, even though he thinks he's thinking about other people's feelings, like saving Starlight is the reason why he's taking V and blah, blah and on this crusade. But that's not true. It's because he feels helpless and it's his thing. And then he has the moments where he's like, oh, fuck, I can't do this. Like, I'm really not a soup. I'm not really this. Like, I don't have the mental capacity. And it's like, yeah, we could have fucking told you that. Like, 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 so he keeps playing this like over and over again. So like when he did that scene, when he was with, uh, it's Mindstorm, cause he has that, like, like a uh, Jack Quaid, the actor has that sort of like smile, like sinister. He could be like a little bit sinister if he wanted to play that, but like, he's just been playing like the dork kind of thing. But like, I was hoping that this would be the moment that he just goes full on and uses the power that he is on with V to manipulate Mindstorm and then you know like we'll be like fuck you like I'm not gonna take you and 
transport you but then he he was like oh yeah i gotta do this and then and then you know he died from soldier boy but i was a little bit disappointed that that was not the case that he wasn't manipulating him and that it was just old huey again because i'm like you keep doing the same thing expecting different results and you also have lost starlight in this process of you just being you know like having this insecurity issues and it's sort of like he needs to have the chemical epiphany of like it doesn't matter if you have v or no v like he needs to go to therapy and get it get right (laughs) himself like you know feel adequate in his own body with what he's able to do that he can't save people it's okay all that kind of stuff because he just keeps doing the same shit over and over again it's annoying i agree with all that cat i didn't think it was manipulation myself when he said that He's tired of pretending. I think that was the first very truthful thing that he had said from his inner self (laughs) in in quite a while. And that doesn't mean that he's the OG Huey is super aspirational character that I want to see come back. It's just more like the guy who is in love with Starlight but resents her power. That guy I can leave. I don't need that guy. I I don't want Huey to morph into that guy's future. With the end of their little story with Mindstorm, the Butcher group, are they still with Soldier Boy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Seems like a bad place to be now. Although I feel like Soldier Boy doesn't really care because they're so, they're not, they're insignificant insignificant in a way because they have to take temp v to even be on his i mean not even on his level just be like be able to be next to him i guess Mm -hmm. so it was telling that soldier boy knowing that huey kind of betrayed him he didn't kill him he just hurt him and he didn't do the whole blast to like kill him and i think he knew that billy probably didn't know what huey did but i think he just doesn't care because like soldier boy set on his thing and it shows that soldier boy isn't just like mindlessly killing as well like i think it's only when he has a mission or a purpose. So that to me is, is interesting. Like he could have just killed Billy and Huey cause like, you know, he doesn't really need them, but like he didn't. So that's where I was like, Oh, the hero. But I was like, no, it's like, Kat, he's not, <laughs> he's got, he's got rules. Right. And I respect that. <laughs> yeah. 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 It seems like there's a little bit of some sort of code. Yeah. In, yeah. I don't know. A code helps create, um, an anti-hero type character, which you know, obviously good characters can have codes too and bad characters also, but but he's fitting more into that anti-hero that you love to hate him or you hate to love him kind of thing where they, they have their own strict set of right and wrongs that they don't cross. And this whole time, and as you've been describing, that is the way <laughs> this guy definitely operates. I think we're done with that group. I... I just wonder with the proximity to Soldier Boy, like when Soldier Boy called Homelander, that might have been at the Legends place. I paid attention the second time around that I watched it. Butcher tells Huey, you know, we need to go stop by the office to get more V. And then you, me and like grandpa or something like we'll finish the mission. So, okay, so I'm thinking they're in the same like place still. They're still like a little unit. And then it does look like the scene with Soldier Boy that it has similar lighting and similar walls um, in the background. So I assume that they were like in the same space. I don't know necessarily that it's the Legends place, but, but I did get a vibe that they are still together. But I am, I do have this curiosity because he found out this information about Homelander in the field when he was still with them and pissed off at them for like 
trying to sidewind his mission and for betraying his trust on like what the mission was. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for him to choose to keep that Homelander bit information to himself and stay with them, I'm assuming is some kind of strategy because he knows that Homelander is also the person that he has agreed to kill for them. (laughs) So... You know, now he's probably like, oh, well, let's see, like, what's going on here? Like, now I'm going to talk to my son about it and see if he wants me to give them to them. I don't know. Like, give him Billy and, and the kid. And the kid. Billy and the kid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'd like to expand on that in the prediction section. But before we finish up the review section, I think we still have a little bit of... Homelander to talk about in that we got to see Maeve. Yes. She's just in a cell, probably in the basement of the Vought Tower, if I had to guess. Yeah, just a good old standard dungeon in, in the corporate offices. What a interesting timing with, uh, I mean, we don't get political in this podcast, but it's just, you know, the egg harvesting talk and, and all mm-hmm. that is... They're always finding a way to draw out little parallels with what's happening in our world and the important factors of the day that people are talking about. And there is none that is being talked about more than reproductive rights. And that is happening right now with Maeve. Like she posed the question to him, like, why are you keeping me alive? Because like, there's no point. And then it's always something more sinister, sort of like the A-train getting, you know, Blue Hawk's heart. You're alive, but you're also like, fuck, like, you know, and then this one is, there's never a good twist in the boys. And so then I was like, yeah, I wonder why. And then, and then when he said like, oh, I would never force myself upon you. And then um, he's like, yeah, but I'm going to take your eggs without your consent and make babies. And knowing that that would be Maeve's worst fear, like, you know, she would be so disgusted by that, like to know that those are going to be out in the world. And so just like another cruel thing, but also, yeah, very timely I mean, it seems that there's a lot of play into like the father son thing. And then also Homelander, like he wants to have a kid. Is it because the other kid didn't want him? So like he is that going to be his way to find love, you know, like make Uh. this baby and he will be there for this kid and the kid will love him, you know, like Mm because I mean, people do that, like, you know, and we've seen it in other um, like media stuff, too, or whatever, like movies and TV. It's like another trope is all this time you force all your expectations on this on a, on a kid it's like homer simpson says you can teach them to hate the things that you hate yeah yeah so it seems like now like you know he's failed at love like you know because stormfront was crazy and then like all the other women in his life don't love him so he's like so i guess he was just like this is gonna be it but now the fact that soldier boy could be his dad is like i think a wrench in his plan <laughs> The, the episode starts with genetic engineering. It ends with genetic engineering. Somewhere in there, we know that Soldier Boy and Liberty slash Stormfront were a thing. It's not really out of the boys' realm for Stormfront to be... Stormfront. His yeah. mom. Yeah. And maybe she knew. And that's why she, in her own sick way, she was also like wanting him to succeed. And maybe that's why. Yeah. And maybe that's, it makes sense. Cause that's why when he was like having all those issues, she could not, we thought it was more of like a love thing, you know, like a romantic thing of him not being the leader of who she thought he could be. But then now if you, you could interpret it like as a mom and her being crazy of like wanting this, you know, superior thing and like her realizing that Homelander, he was not going to be the son that she wanted. <laughs> like you could interpret it both ways. And that's why she killed herself. She could not stand to see that. 
Did you throw up in your mouth, Ines? <laughs> we said it in the last episode too, right? Well, like, since we know she's a co-founder, like, I wouldn't put it past the writers of this show to go ahead and give us that one. Let's just throw a little bit more incest in here. Why not? Yeah, octopus is sucking dicks. <laughs> like, it's okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not overly interested to talk about the parallels with Homelander and the rally he was at. Those are very obvious. I did like M.M. punching out Todd over it, though. <laughs> yeah, no, that, I think that um, the question that I do get from that scene, though, is um, what is the address Exactly. That is exactly where I was going. Is it possible that is Ryan's current whereabouts or Mm. just another mystery that we'll get a little bit of information in, but maybe it's more of a season four mystery? You know, he seemed like he knew what the address was when she gave it to him. Like, he's like, where'd you get this or something? Like, there's no context on this piece of paper other than that it's an address and has a phone number on it. Um, It doesn't say like Ryan's house, (laughs) you know, and then the address. It just has an address and he reads it and he's like, seems to know what that address is like referencing or is there some kind of unspoken thing here that I missed? I mean, I felt like maybe it has to be Ryan's address, but something about like his reaction and it could just be me, right? Because my brain is like half fried after this week of recovery. So I'm really interested in what you both think. Ryan came to mind first. I don't think he's given up on that. That's not really in his nature, I think, with the one thing that he still has some connection to. And also there hasn't been anything that I've noticed plot-wise that Homelander has been directing people to do or get information on. He has been able to produce information when he needs to, you know, like the file that Edgar had on Victoria or whatever information he could dig up on Edgar that let Victoria have him arrested, that kind of stuff. So I guess it's not far-fetched to think that if he needed some kind of secret information, like an address, maybe even Ryan's address, that it would just take a little time, but he could get it. I don't know. It felt like it was a non-factor for me this season because, I mean, we haven't really seen much of Ryan and he's there. But just given who Homelander is, like the fact that Ryan didn't take to him and he kind of was appalled by him. And Homelander is sensitive in that regard of people not loving him. So I also feel like, yeah, he wants to have him in his life eventually to kind of like rule him. But I think he also, look, why is he going down this route of like wanting to make babies with Maeve? Because he wants to be there from inception and like raise him so he doesn't have to deal with like Ryan who is scared of him or whatever, like the the history of it. Mm -hmm. While he probably does want to know where Ryan is, I don't know if that would be like the thing that would get him like, okay, you know, like really cool although it would throw a really interesting angle towards like if soldier boy is homelander's father that means he would be a grandson and then so if homelander doesn't live up to soldier boy's expectations of what a son is then maybe he would want to go after ryan to kind of have that you know like the grandpa grandfather thing Mm -hmm. with only one episode to go there's only so much story that could be told in the next hour of the boys so Let's move into our predictions section and discuss some of the stuff that we've been talking about. I don't know. I mean, we've we've kind of talked about different scenarios all season long about how this season might end and something about the various possibilities. None of them feel like if they had had to cancel the boys after this season, 
the way that this season ends up from where we are now, it couldn't feel done, you know, <laughs> it couldn't feel com- yeah. complete because there's feels like there's so many stories left to tell. I completely agree. I really don't like pretty much like all of Eminem's storyline this season has kind of, I feel like has not done justice to the character as they've written in the first two seasons. And I, I am genuinely like disappointed from a storytelling perspective of, of how they've done my, my, my guy there. <laughs> um, and then also, you know, like the whole Ryan factor in this butcher being like really sweet and ordering the connect four game and playing with him. And then like, it's like completely like like gone forgotten like what what memory of becca is he trying to honor with this mission still like it doesn't make any sense to me anymore so it it just feel it just feels like i have more holes so i agree with you like i I would hope that there's more (laughs) especially with i don't know if all of my questions can be answered or remedied in one more episode yeah it doesn't feel like it I foresee, I haven't watched, but I foresee there's got to be another conflict. These seasons end. We we watch to see the super powered people punch each other and do amazing things. So that's got to happen. But the dynamics of it and who's involved and all that, it ranges from the fight we've already seen, you know, Homelander, Butcher, Soldier Boy and Huey to just about everybody, depending on how things play out. Are you looking for like a battle royale or a more intimate conflict or, or some variation of that? Me, I like to see all the superheroes fight all the time. But uh, yeah, those are my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like Civil War. I love that. But in this, we got a little bit of that at the end of last season, if you recall, you know, mm-hmm. everyone taking yeah. on Stormfront and uh, the stuff that happened in the forest with Stormfront and Ryan and Homelander. But in this one, like, say A-Train is still in the hospital, so I don't know that he's going to be involved. Maeve is in the is in a cell, and nobody knows where that is except for Homelander, so I don't know that she's involved. The only really altruistic hero is Starlight, Annie, but I don't, you know, she's not enough. I don't know what the, the actual role that she would play in the conflict, because this really seems between those four guys. And now with the father-son element, I wrote in my notes that I believe that Huey and Billy are in deep shit. So maybe her role might be to save their asses. Maybe not necessarily like a guns ablazing in the traditional way that we've had the season finales of the boys. So maybe, yeah, it's going to be more of a mind fuck. Because uh, Inez brought up the good point of Soldier Boy finding out that information that Homelander could be his son essentially was working to get rid of Homelander. He didn't really care to do that. He was like, I'll do this because these guys are helping me find these people, whatever. Right. But then that changes the whole thing. And the fact that he didn't kill them knowing that seems like he wants to play that out or tease it out for his amusement or just in general to see like what kind of, I don't know if he needs to figure out like who Homelander is before he's like, okay, I'm going to go along with this or yeah, I'm going to kill you too. So the fact that he wants to bring Billy and Huey along is interesting. So there has to be some sort of showdown between the four of them. Because if not, then that's kind of disappointing. Because uh, that's what it's been alluding to the whole season. Like, they want to get Homelander. And they were so close in, like, two episodes ago. So I hope there's another showdown. I don't know if it's going to be as epic as that battle yet. I feel like maybe that would be for, like, an opening in season four. But I feel like it's going to be more of, like, the mindfuck. Because, like, 
everyone is so vulnerable right now. Billy's vulnerable. He just had the vision with his brother. He's putting Huey at risk. I feel like it's going to be something with Huey probably being at risk again. Starlight, you know, trying to help save him. And then the dynamic between Soldier Boy and Homelander and what that would mean for Homelander. Because he's essentially wanted parents this whole his whole life. And then he could possibly have one. So I think it's going to be more of like him just breaking down in that in that arena than more of a fight but there has to be some sort of fight because it's gonna be punching it's gotta be punching (laughs) yeah i don't doubt that there will be a fight i think it's gonna depend on the what happens between the four of them which i hope happens at the beginning and then it'll set up the rest of that episode for an epic finale I mean, I'm kind of like annoyed with my good guys at the moment. I mean, I feel like there's definitely going to be a fight, like no matter what, like and they and all of the fights that we've been given, like the superpower stuff, like is so fucking cool. They're going to give us that. I don't doubt them, but I feel like I wouldn't be mad if my good guys got their asses kicked. And then that's how we end (laughs) season four or what season is this? Season three. Wait. Yeah, season three still. Oh, yeah. I just feel like there's so much disconnect on the good guy side. They're not, like, in any way kind of, like, set up for um, a strong opposition to this powerhouse. And the powerhouse group, or the quote-unquote bad guy group, have just doubled their power, joining forces of Homelander. I, I feel like the Homelander soldier boy dynamic is going to fuse in a very bad way for our good guys. So I wouldn't be surprised if this epic battle did end up really sending the quote unquote good guys into a a retreating kind of position for the end of the season. That would be kind of interesting and cool. I mean, I really love these villains, so I wouldn't mind this output at all, especially since all the good guys are annoying the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. Maybe get smacked around. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Jensen Ackles is locked in for more The Boys or not. Well, I just saw that Jeffrey Dean Morgan could possibly be making an appearance in season four, which Whoa. was the dad of Supernatural. And they're really close, you know, off from whatever we see oh on Instagram and stuff, oh or God, social God, media. Oh God, oh God. So, <laughs> so if they get rid of Soldier Boy or if like he go he bleeds into season four a little bit, then it would be awesome to have Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who played uh, the comedian like in the Watchmen movie, the Zack Snyder one, yeah. and he would meld very well into the boys world so i hope they kind of do that <laughs> he oh does my come in God. he's pretty badass in that role the, the comedian. Yeah. amazing i mean it kind of like blueprinted for some of these boys characters i feel like i love that i love that completely <laughs> i don't know what the source was but i saw like a headline so it's i'm gonna obsessively ru- google it <laughs> yeah 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 so don't it's not for sure but i i just saw like something and i was like ooh, okay I mean, I definitely love the cast. Everything about this show is just so fun. It's so different. It's it's different than anything that I really have ever seen. And I really love the ride that this show puts us on. I know like I'm kind of like in my COVID fog today, I'm kind of like whiny against the people who are annoying me, but I still love the show. And oh my God, that would be a beautiful evolution. Because if they can keep Jensen into next season. Oh my God, I hope so. That would put the boys in like in like we've we've thought that they were in pretty bad spots before, but if they had a father and son god level bad guys to go up against, I mean that would create um, a situation for an even bigger payoff climax. However, the season or the series were to end, needing to go up against both of those two, you maybe 
Jeffrey Dean Morgan doesn't come in on their side of it. What if it's like the other way? Because we're assuming that's going to be like father, son and team up. But like these are people who don't know each other and they're very different. So we get the inkling, like the the line that um, Soldier Boy says, like, oh, I would love my son to shine. Like I would have stepped back. I don't think Homelander would do the same. And he knows that Soldier Boy is beloved in the public eye. So I don't think like he would want Soldier Boy to even be acknowledged that he's still alive because in the public sphere, that would mean taking away from Homelander. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if like if they don't jive well together, if that means like they have to kill each other, right? Because like Homelander would not let him be the star of the show. So I feel like that would also be like a cool season four arc or I don't know, maybe season finale. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be better for the boys in the sense of like if they had to like choose a side or whatever, blah, blah. But there would have to be something else, some something more for season four because it can't just be like, like Soldier Boy, Homelander. Like that would be kind of boring, you know? You could start to create like sympathy with with Homelander depending on what their relationship went like. And that would kind of confuse people's opinions on Homelander even more than they Mm -hmm. are now. And that helps create watchable Boise (laughs) TV. The great thing about this show is that so many possibilities are there. You can't even encapsulate them all because what they've shown you before proves that they will not go where you think they're going to go unless you're cat. And you, and you, and you make that prediction about the father of, of Homelander. And, uh, but the rest of us cat just have to deal with, well, I'm usually, <laughs> I'm usually like 95% wrong all the time with my predictions. So I'm just, I'm, you know, I got one, right. But I also have noticed like whatever the boys gives you and what, and like in my superhero trope thing, I was like, Oh, it's not going to go that way. So I'm trying now to think about like, what would the anti version be? <laughs> Because they're oh. not going to go the Marvel DC moral route. That's why it's like it's like I don't think it's going to be father and son right into the sunset. You know. No, no. <laughs> so that's why I was thinking like, okay, then that would mean you know it would be war for them, which would be more fun for us to see. If Soldier Boy got to know Homelander, despite <laughs> whatever projections of you know masculine qualities that he that they would share and, and value, I think ultimately he'd suss out the underlying insecurity and i think he'd be pretty hard on him about it given what we saw from like noirs i don't know that it's fair to call those the flashbacks but but they were some version of the truth of what happened to him yeah he didn't look like a guy that would that minced words (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right guys i'm probably gonna cue this up when we're done (laughs) put my kids to bed find something uh healthy and sweet to eat and then watch the finale of the boys because now that we've talked about it i definitely gotta know how it's gonna end yeah so and are there any like final rounds of predictions that we're gonna do right now because i've got one Oh, well then, then I don't get any more, but I want to hear yours. Tee it up. Okay. All right. All right. So I read lots of articles related to the shows that I podcast on. One that I came across, I was very surprised. You guys might know about it, but apparently the boys, they have powers in the comics. Um, They're not normal. They're not uh, normal people (laughs) in the comics. And so I thought, you know, I foresee like the way for them to live through this temp V like pending doom upon them is that they have to get injected with permanent V. And I Mm. think they become permanent soups. 
That would, and that's a good prediction. And, I hope that and happens. That, and that would be how they could potentially defeat two like powerhouse villains. It almost writes itself, right? They've got to level the playing field. They just finding random weaknesses like they had been doing with Frenchie. That was like Frenchie's deal, right? It was like he could figure out weaknesses and and exploit them and that kind of stuff. But now they're dealing with the the very upper echelons of heroes that they're trying to take down. Maybe even the temp V kills you, but maybe the the the, comp, the compound V brings you back. It healed all of Kimiko's physical injuries, too. So if they get injected with the permanent V, um, I could see that taking care of their, like, brain tumors. Whatever ill effects they've suffered. Yeah. Well, I think that it's yeah. like, I think that I read, I paused the scene, like where Starlight is um, in the lab and I paused it every single time I could, like on the notes. So I read, like it creates like fast growing malignant, like tumors um, and all of this stuff. So yeah. So that's a lot of damage that their brain took. That's a physical injury. And I think permanent V could reverse that oh. and then make them permanent superheroes. <gasps> And that would, that would actually be a really good season finale because it could be something where maybe the only way that Starlight could save Huey if he injects one more time is to give him permanent V. And then that would be like a whole thing. <laughs> and then that would be their whole mission of what they were trying to do has been lost because now they have like really gone to the dark side. So that would really be a fun season four set of like that now the ones that didn't want powers and wanted to eliminate them have them because they wanted to eliminate you know like it's just gonna be a whole moral yeah. thing or whatever but it's so also like fun. the only way to survive right because they yeah, do have yeah. these tumors already exist in their brains like these things are already growing and causing issues and you know it's not normal for stuff to be leaking out of your ears no. um so yeah yeah <laughs> except for wax <laughs> but this was not wax this was <laughs> definitely not wax so so they've taken a minimum of at least three dosages that I can recall, right? So they are definitely in, and there's, and it's not reversible. So I feel like the only way that they could survive and come back for a season four is for like a very kind of like miracle reversal. And the only thing I can think about is Kimiko had leftover serum in that vial. They only used, mm. you know, some of it. They didn't use the whole thing. So and they made sure we saw that shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We saw the big full vial still on her table when she was healed up. Oh, I don't have anything that could top that, Inez. That's perfect. Ooh, let's see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right, guys. Then our penultimate episode coverage of The Boys Season 3. Um, if people wanted to find you, Inez, on the interwebs, where would they look? I am on Twitter at Neasy Thinks, usually tagged on all the Pod Clubhouse um, episodes that I'm working on. And uh, then you can find me also lingering in the boys uh, Facebook related like group discussion stuff and just reading a lot of commentary, reading a lot of articles in there. Same question, Kat. People wanted to find you. Where would they look? Yes, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Things Cat Loves with the C. Things cat loves with a C. And I am at Paul V. Daily on Twitter or at Pod Clubhouse on Twitter and Instagram uh, or our, our, our website, 
uh, podclubhouse.com. If you like this podcast, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to it on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts so other people can find it as well. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening. This has been an original Pod Clubhouse production. Pod Clubhouse is a podcast network dedicated to encouraging collaboration among podcasters and friends to bring a fresh voice and diverse perspective on a wide array of content. Please visit and leave a comment for us at podclubhouse.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast feeds on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us at Pod Clubhouse. Our DMs are always open, and we'd love to hear from you. Pod Clubhouse.